What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, guys. Welcome back to the Blue Stable Podcast. It is myself, Michael Peavy, and we got the whole gang together today. All right, we got Marcus today giving the shoulders a little bit of a, of a night off. Got got them going to sleep there. They're not going to be out uh, tonight. We got Landon back. Landon, how you been? Been great. Been great, man. Just busy. Uh, mother-in-law's birthday, Sunday, so I couldn't be on the reaction show out celebrating and all that, but you know what? Back in the saddle again, ready for another fantastic week of football. By the way, I saw a post. Starting tonight, 54 of the next 55 days have football. Oh. Uh, all the way until Thanksgiving. I believe next Tuesday is the only day that does not have football, but every other day until Thanksgiving has football. And that is some of the greatest news we as a society have gotten this year. That is great. That's awesome. Well, guys, what is also awesome is the Colts are sitting at 2-1, and and they're welcoming the Los Angeles Rams into town. All right? This is going to be a game where we're going to get into it. I'm excited to see what y'all guys think. I'm still kind of on the fence of how I feel about this game and where I think it'll go. But Landon, but before we get into that, I do want to just pass it to you because we did miss you on Sunday. What, what was your takeaways? You know, j- just doing a little quick rundown here. What were your takeaways from Sunday's game? It, it was a nasty game. It was raining, uh, a lot of sloppy football, a lot of mistakes. Obviously, Baltimore was missing some key players on their team. Uh, obviously, Ryan Kelly, Anthony Richardson did not play, but there were some boneheaded mistakes, crazy game. Almost became a tie. I'm not sure if you watched the other uh, show, but I just told myself, I don't care who wins this game, just no more ties. I could not stand to look at the tie last year, okay? But thankfully, we came out on top. What was your assessment of last Sunday? Man, it's just a quality win, like for a young team that's still trying to find out, you know, where they're headed, the direction they're going in. Um, those are those are tough wins, like, and – to see a team like we've seen this team the last couple years find ways to lose those games. Those are the games that 
and you know, 2021, obviously last year, the team would just find a way to lose. They wouldn't make those plays. But you saw whenever something needed to happen, somebody came out, fought, and made a play. Quentin Nelson with the fumble recovery. Matt Gay, you know, had the fantastic day, obviously, breaking the NFL records. Zach Moss just continuing to shine in his role. Defensive line stepping up, getting pressure on Lamar Jackson. Um, you know, Zaire Franklin, just another freaking crazy day. And then how about the Rook? How about Juju Brantz going out there balling, man? Like in his first first NFL game, you know, allowed negative one yards after the catch. Negative one yards, the forced fumble uh, and the fumble recovery. He got his own fumble recovery. Uh, just big plays made all day whenever they needed them. And, uh, yeah, just fantastic result. I mean, it's really cool to see how this team has really taken on the Shane Steichen persona, you know, that intensity, that relentlessness. Like, that Like that team will fight, scratch, and claw to the very end. And we've seen that now for three games. Like, um, obviously, they lost in Jacksonville, but they were in that game until the very end, you know, until Travis Etienne busted that big run. They were in that game. And then, obviously, the two wins, you've seen them – really kind of come out and, and fight and it's really it's really cool to see a young team win such a hard fall game against a really good opponent man baltimore is really good so yeah baltimore has definitely given us fits in the past and they've always just been a tough tough game regardless of it's in indy or baltimore every team i feel like always has that one team that they play whether if the good team is great and the other is bad it's always a close game and that always feels like what it is between the Colts and the Ravens so good stuff from you let's go ahead and get into the injury report this week because obviously big news Anthony Richardson has fully practiced this week it looks like he is going to be a full go to play Ryan Kelly is also back he has practiced full two days two full days not promising DeForest Buckner, Quentin Nelson on the injury report. They have not practiced the last two days. Hopefully, they're just getting some vet rest days, although on the injury report, it does say DeForest Buckner is dealing with a groin. Quentin Nelson is dealing with a toe, and we'll see what their status is uh, tomorrow, but I don't, I'm not entirely sure. I, at least I haven't seen it. I, I don't know about you guys that there isn't any, you know, I wouldn't say skepticism, or but worry that those two will miss uh, Sunday's game. So we'll continue well, to monitor that know, as well. But the big Nelson, Nelson's been dealing with the toe for a couple weeks now and he's played uh -huh. and like with Buckner, man, like we, that guy doesn't miss games. Like he, he just doesn't miss football games. So more than likely they're just taking it easy. Like those are the type of guys, like they're so elite at what they do and they're such veterans that they don't really need the practice throughout the week. I mean, mm -hmm. obviously it's a positive if you get the practice, but yep. Those aren't guys that need practice to come out and perform at peak level on Sunday. So what I anticipate is they're just taking it easy with them like they have been, uh, allowing those guys to get some extra rest, manage those injuries, come in for treatment. They'll be good to go on Sunday. Yeah, for sure. The, he's the kind. They're the kind of players that say, oh, hey, I have a little nick. Okay, you're out for the next two days. All right, easy. Even if it's the littlest thing, do not practice. Don't even suit up. Just sit there. Read your playbook, talk amongst each other, don't do anything. Great point. So getting into the rest of this, for the Rams, 
Doesn't necessarily look like they'll be missing much, although the obvious from what we knew from the preseason, their star wide receiver, Cooper Cup, is on IR. He will obviously not be playing in this game. We already knew that in the preseason. But for those that are not informed or just have been living under a rock, Cooper Cup will not be playing. Is that a sigh of relief on us Colts fans? Absolutely. But obviously we hope that he gets back as soon as possible because Cooper Cup is great for the league. So getting into this game, Matthew Stafford, which it's looking like it's going to be Matthew Stafford versus Anthony Richardson. It's going to be a pretty good game between these two quarterback matchups. The head coach matchup is obviously going to be intriguing. Sean McVay and Shane Steichen both being head coaches and play callers for their respective offenses. But I want to start with the the Rams offense here, okay? Their offensive line uh, features two players that I really do love, but they have struggled this season. And we've seen the Colts' defensive line take advantage of some weak offensive lines. They've taken advantage of them in the run game, in the pass game. You saw the pressure they were able to get to Lamar Jackson last week, some of the pressure they were able to get in Houston. And at times, they did get to Trevor Lawrence as well. So, Landon, I'm going to pass it to you right here, okay? Rams are still sort of a work in progress. They spent a quality pick on a rookie who's been playing solid, but obviously he's a rookie. He's going to struggle there. They also have some other question marks on the offensive line. Do you see Indianapolis fully controlling this game in the trenches for their defensive line? Yeah, um... I mean, it's it's one of the big selling points of, like, why this team has seemed like they've kind of overachieved from where expectations were, and that's because of the play in the trenches on both sides of the football. Uh, but noticeably, the defensive line of this team, I mean, even guys, you know, you're getting guys like Taven Bryan coming in and making an impact last week with the sack and the fumble. Um, we obviously know, you know, Buck and Grove are fantastic. Quiddy Pay is really taking that next step. It seems like we just have to see if it's consistent, but it seems like he's kind of taking that third year leap. Um, Samson Ebukam uh, has been a fantastic signing as well. That's been a great signing. So they just throw guys at you. Dio Adangbo, we didn't even mention him. Um, and, you know, he seems to have really come along as well. So um, they're just able to throw guys at you and keep them fresh and, um it's it's really been impressive the way they performed. Uh, as far as like, will they control the game? That's what it's gonna have to be because I will say like, with this Gus Bradley defense, you know he doesn't really blitz a lot. I believe the Colts actually rank fourth, top five, but I think it's fourth. I'd have to look at it in uh, pressures when they aren't blitzing, which is fantastic. Like so, they don't really need the blitz a lot. But they play, you know, that cover three Gus Bradley type of scheme. The Rams offense, though, that Sean McVay offense is really built on the grounds of attacking cover three coverages. Um, You know, a lot of those, you know, ends, the crossers, like they're really able to have success against cover three. So I'm kind of curious as to see where the Colts defensive, you know, play calling, whether it mixes up coverages a little bit more. Um And and like last week, for example, like they weren't really known for blitzing. You know, they don't blitz a ton. They they blitz like 40 percent last week, which is like a stark difference from what Gus Bradley normally does. So that does show the ability to be kind of like malleable as opposed to how they're game planning. So I'm really kind of curious to see how they attack the offensive scheme of the Rams 
more as opposed to how they attack the offensive line from the defense. Cause I think that's obviously, I think through three weeks, that should be a plus matchup for the Colts for sure is uh, that Colts defensive line going against that Rams offensive line, but really it's going to come down to how the coordinators for both sides of the football, um, how they kind of attack the schemes of the other one. Now, Marcus, I want to ask you, Matthew Stafford has struggled lately going back to last season, has had some ups and downs, already has four interceptions on the year, has shown signs of struggle, but there's always, you know, with those vets, they'll have that one game where that one game, okay, we're going to put it together and then, you know, it's going to be a consistent roller coaster. Hopefully that game where he has it is not this Sunday. Hopefully. We've seen what Matthew Stafford can do, and just to Landon's point, Sean McVay's system is built on attacking a cover three defense. Now, Puka Nakua seems to be the number one target. I know Landon is a big fan of this guy from the past draft cycle. This guy has been playing well. They're targeting him. They're getting him the ball. They're spreading it around. Do you worry? Like what on a scale of one to ten heading into this matchup, what is your worry of Matthew Stafford in this game? I would say personally it's a six. Um six because I've always been a Stafford fan. You guys know that. I wanted him at Indy when the whole little conversation started a while ago. Um it's just not, you know, it's just not because it's Matthew Stafford. It has a lot to do with Sean McVay as well. Uh, I think we know the status of the Rams. And the current state they're in, what they're heading to, is the direction of the team. Um, I mean, they're not as good as they used to be, but they can have one of those Sundays when they could just find it on offense and just start clicking at any moment. Especially when you got a coach team like this, where it's pretty much relied on the defense due to offensive struggles every now and then. Now, of course, granted we have Anthony Richardson coming back, but we still don't know how the offense may look, especially after Gardner Minshew's offense with the uh, against the Ravens last week. You know, this is Anthony Richardson's uh, first game back. He's going to be facing a ton of pressure, I'm pretty sure. Aaron Donald is going to get to see Anthony Richardson for the first time. So when you look at, you know, Matthew Stafford and Sean McVay, um, it looks like a very pass-oriented offense. Um, And for Stafford this year, he hasn't really been, like, slinging it down the field like he used to because he is banged up. Um, But he still did find those moments where he could just find a Puka Nakua down the field after he steps up in the pocket and things of that nature, uh, the pocket collapses, but Stafford is very dink and dunkish. So he's a really good quarterback when it comes to, you know, in the middle of the field or facing the left side sideline or the right side sideline. He does not have to throw a deep to get yards after catch completions to take it to the end zone. He got good receivers. Even though he doesn't have Cooper Cup, he still has Puka Nakua, which is Landon's favorite. I remember this guy asking me, telling me about Puka Nakua at the Senior Bowl almost every day. I was like, "All right, who are you looking for, Puka Nakua?" I was like, "Who is Puka Nakua?" And he'll just he he'll just rave about him. So I definitely remember that. So shout out to Landon for that. Um, but you know they got Tutu Atwell as well, well. Tyler Higby. They still got some formidable uh, targets for Stafford to get some completions. But this is going to have to de- for sure be a defensive line game for the Colts. They got to step up. But like I said, it's definitely a six because they can come out firing in the first half. And, you know, it can, it can be murder she wrote after that point. But for sure, it's definitely a six. Two guys that I'm really looking at on this defense this Sunday. And it's two guys that you haven't really heard a whole lot about, only really because is that they're doing their job really, really well, and they're not getting targeted. They're not even have, getting the chance to make plays. 
in the past game. And that's Julian Blackman and Rodney Thomas on the back end. Those two are already starting to be a really formidable duo at safety. In pass coverage, you're already seeing, going back to the Jacksonville game, they really didn't throw on the side of the field where Rodney Thomas was, even when they were targeting Calvin Ridley. I mean, they would split it and they would just, you know, pick their poison of where they would go with it. Obviously, it could be a daunting task for a, for a safety, especially single high. But in Houston and Baltimore, they they just didn't give them anything downfield. They they probably t- took their shots. They were looking for them. You go back and watch the film. They drew up plays. They were looking for them, and they just had them blanketed. They 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 had them covered. They were not giving them anything downfield. I think this is ha- this has to be another one of those games. Matthew Stafford hasn't necessarily, outside of Calvin Johnson, hasn't necessarily been the guy to just throw it. You know, forty yards, fifty yards. Uh, ever since he's had Cooper Cup in LA, obviously you're going over the middle, you're getting outside the numbers, but nothing really past 30, 40 yards just on a go route. Now he doesn't have him anymore. So hopefully for the defense, take care of just limit the deep plays, limit those big shots. My worry is when it comes to the underneath stuff, Zaire Franklin has, I'll continue to sing Zaire's praises every week. He has improved so much in pass coverage. He has improved so much as a linebacker. To me personally, he is the voice of this defense. He is the leader of this defense. Someone else on defense that plays linebacker as well might have a say in that once he gets back up to speed. But right now, Zaire is is that man. He is that guy. He is a rocket just going off every single time. When the ball is ran, he is firing he is going through the the hole and he is just attacking the runner and he's not getting beat too often in pass coverage so the defense has to get pressure on the quarterback and they have to win third down they have to you know win first and second down don't allow the dink and dunk early don't let Matthew Stafford pick his spots don't let Sean McVay just you know have a have a game just don't let them do that don't have them let them have a coaching clinic and Again, when you got Gus Bradley as your DC, he really isn't going to make it that easy on you. So Sean McVay versus Gus Bradley. I'm excited to see that coaching matchup, the exotic things Gus Bradley likes to do. Like uh, earlier Landon had mentioned it, they're so good at getting pass rush without blitzing. So if that is the norm this Sunday, it also helps when you can just drop your seven guys back and play coverage. That helps you so much more. So if you can do that, you can get pressure on the quarterback with just four. I like the Colts' defense to, to limit Matthew Stafford and company. Let's go ahead and switch it to the other side of the ball here. <sighs> Anthony Richardson. Probably not official or unofficially official. He will be returning this Sunday. Okay. He needed one more full go at practice, which was today, to clear that. It looks as though everything is 99% that he is going to go this Sunday. Zach Moss, do your thing. I never even thought, even two years ago, three years ago, I never thought I would utter those words. Zach Moss, do your thing. Heck, little unknown fact, Colts let us know earlier today, Zach Moss leads the league in missed tackles. Forced. Missed tackles forced. And he leads that. And he missed game one. So already, three weeks, by only playing two games, he has the most missed tackles. 
A lot of them was in Baltimore. I'm not going to lie. It was pretty bad tackling, but got to do your thing. I'm going to let Landon and Marcus get on that a little bit further. But once again, it's going to be the same thing every single game, every year that this man is in Indy. Get the ball to Michael Pittman Jr. and good things will happen. We can clip that same phrase that I have said to his draft process at USC. We can take it to the first four weeks of his rookie year. We could take it to the big game with his first NFL touchdown against the Green Bay Packers. We could take it to the game in Baltimore on Monday Night Football with Carson Wentz and company. Get the ball to MPJ and good things will happen. Anthony Richardson, you will look even better. You will look even better outside of being the phenomenal rusher that you are. Hopefully you start taking slides from now on. Outside of that, get the ball to number 11. And 11 will make you a lot of money. That's just, that, that just, I'm putting it, I'm going to just put it out. That, this is the one offensive tidbit from me. Because I think you guys got the rest from, of it from here. Uh, Michael Pittman is going to make you a lot of money, Anthony Richardson. Outside of your own ability, you're already going to be set there. Just get the ball to number 11. I'm hoping this is a Michael Pittman Jr. game, takeover game, 13, 14 catches, maybe 190. We'll see what happens. Not entirely sure if they they don't have a corner one in L.A., not a Jalen Ramsey to follow. And, you know, think back to last time you brought the Rams to Indy. Carson Wentz, Matthew Stafford, Matthew Stafford's first year in L.A. They had Jalen Ramsey at that time. They had him at that time. And he was following Michael Pittman the whole game. There is no Jalen Ramsey on that other side of the field now. There's no more of that. So Michael Michael Pittman, it's going to be barbecue Sunday. Barbecue Sunday. Landon, I'm not sure if you have any more to put on Michael Pittman Jr. If you do, go ahead so we can clip it and add it to the Michael Pittman Jr. stash. But I'm, I'm going to go to the run game, okay? We already talked about Quentin Nelson. Probably going to be out there. Ryan Kelly returning. Huge boost. Also, shout out Wesley French, who actually played pretty admirably in his absence. The run game, though. Do you expect Anthony Richardson coming back from concussion? Do you expect Shane Steichen to be a little bit more conservative in the first half? Even if it's the first half in, in the game itself or the first half, a little bit conservative with his quarterback. Hey, I got Zach Moss now. Got all my five down linemen now. Let's try to run the ball consistently. Do you, do you see that happening? What do you think Shane Sykin does? Um, no, honestly, I don't. Um, I think look, Anthony Richardson is kind of a freak thing that happened with with him getting a concussion. I don't think it was anything necessarily to do with him, you know, running the ball or anything like that. But I mean, if he's cleared and he's healthy, I mean. The guy's got the ability. I mean, you you gotta you, you gotta use it. That's one of his selling points. Like one of the worst things you can do for a young quarterback, and we've seen this now with multiple guys, but uh, noticeably in Chicago is trying to take a guy who has that talent, who has that rushing ability, and try to make him a drop back passer. And that's it. And that's not saying Anthony Richardson can't. Succeed. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat. Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket. Outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. seat in that role but right now while he's still so green and he's still learning you know how to be that type of guy you got to utilize what makes him special and that's his legs and that's the stuff that he can do on the ground so I don't expect it to be anything crazy I, st- I mean I still think they'll you know design a few runs for him get him out in the open field I think he'll take off you know when plays break down and he's able to create the Colts really did miss that element of the offense in Baltimore you know that ability to create and really strive under pressure and really push the ball down the field, you know, consistently. Um, so I'm still still kind of curious to see whether they'll open up the offense as far as from a passing standpoint, you know, to take more shots down the field because the Rams don't necessarily have that top-tier cornerback now. And I think, you know, these guys can really take advantage of that. But, um, yeah, as far as running the ball, especially with Anthony Richardson, I don't really think it'll be anything different than what we've seen, you know, through the first few quarters that he has played football. Marcus, I want to get to you here, man. There's a matchup that I think intrigues us all. I think we already know where we're going with this. Quentin Nelson versus Aaron Donald is something that we just love to see. This is a matchup that high school coaches are going to put on film when they're teaching their defensive linemen or their offensive linemen. Look at how these two behemoths go at it. Unfortunately, I'm just not sure how many times we're going to get that matchup, honestly, because if you're the D.C., why would you put Aaron Donald in front of Quentin Nelson when you can put him in front of Will Fries? Why would you do that? You know, why? why, why? Will Fries has played solid this year. But Quinn Nelson is still Quinn Nelson now. So if you want your best option, your best chance of getting to Anthony Richardson, it's going to be through Will Fries and not through Quentin Nelson. So I'm not entirely sure how often we're going to get this matchup. But the run game is going to 
be, I feel like, going to be a point of emphasis because obviously you want to be able to run the, you want to throw the football all over the field, get the ball to Michael Pittman Jr., probably try and finally get Alec Pierce into some rhythm, get him the ball early, maybe. Again, maybe. Get him going, get Josh Downs going. But with the offensive line versus the Rams' defensive line, in the run game, you're, you're going to have to run the ball at some point, whether if it's to extend the drive, you know, bleed the clock out in the fourth quarter or in the second half to make sure they don't get an extra possession. How important is it that the Colts find success, consistent success, on the run in the run game against L.A.? Oh, it's, it's, it's tremendously important. Uh, I think that's what sets the tone in the game. Once you got a balanced uh, run game, we've seen what happens. Gary Mitchell could have the worst passing game in NFL history, but if you have some type of tone with the run game, it sets it sets you it sets you up for completions inside the pass game. So I think it's very important. Um, and also, I just want to piggyback: if the Rams want any chance of getting a Quentin Rich, uh, uh, Anthony Richardson, they'll put him in front of Brayden Smith, a guy who's been struggling all season. But that's just me. Um, I do think that would be an advantage for the Rams if they happen to do so because uh, that is the weak side of the Colts' offensive line, in my opinion, is the right-hand side. So, uh, But I do think, you know, the run game, you know, the run blocking has improved week by week. Uh, I think last week was another step up, and I think I, you know, I give the offensive line his flowers because that was something we questioned after week one is how good the run blocking is going to be moving forward, and they have, they have been uh, – getting better week by week. So definitely gives them their flowers for that. This is going to be another task for them. I think they got to step up again this game. And I think they will, especially when you have a guy like Anthony Richardson in your offensive scheme coming back. It just sets up so many options and so many you know, read options, RPOs, all those things to designs to get the defense off edge. So I think I definitely think that's going to be a boost. And we could see another explosion from Zach Moss. We see him getting a receiving game last week, and it definitely just – it made me emotional because I was like, this is beautiful. He just took Patrick Queen one-on-one and just caught it right over, and it was, it was beautiful. I mean, it was definitely Patrick Queen's fault that he caught the ball, but it is what it is. But we ain't complaining. But shout out to Zach Moss getting in the receiving game. And it's just something that the Colts, you know, continue to, you know, learn over the weeks and start to develop. Their game plans getting more bigger, and, you know, the ideas are getting more creative with Shane Steichen and his things like that you know, that you'll see over time. And adding Anthony Richardson back into that fray is just, it's something that, you know, that's elevation for him, his game, and for the offense. So I'm looking forward to seeing how the, the run protection is going to look this week. Uh, like I said, it's been getting better week by week, and I definitely think it'll take another step up. Good stuff, man. Good, good stuff. Before we get to the predictions for this game, okay, there is a little deadline, not necessarily a deadline, but there's an event that's coming up pretty quickly for the Colts, and that's activating Jonathan Taylor off the pup list. He can be activated, but will he play? The soonest he can be activated is Monday following Sunday's game. Landon Marcus, I want to get both of your thoughts here. We've haven't we haven't spoke about it for almost a month. Been focusing on football, thankfully. Had a lot of fun. When Jonathan Taylor is activated, just your gut feeling. Landon, let's start with you. Then we'll go to Marcus. You think Jonathan Taylor suits up, or does he does he continue to negotiate toughly? Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't think he's gonna have really much of a choice. You know, 
Um, once he's activated, this is where it comes into play. Like you don't practice, you don't play, you get fined, you don't get your check. And really depending on how much he plays, like he could have that accrued season go against him where the Colts can actually fight her guidelines that he doesn't get credit for playing. So then next year rolls over to the next, <laughs> that's the end of his rookie deal next year. So yeah, his best bet, if he wants to get paid, if he wants to get things moving, his best bets to play. And I think he understands that. Um, I, I think he suits up. I think he goes and really like, I still like, I just I have a gut feeling, you know, that at the end of all all this is kind of very similar to the Lamar Jackson thing. Like at the end of this, if JT goes out, he does what we all expect him to do, which is be one of the best, if not the best running back in football. He stays injury free. The Colts are going to send him a good contract and money cures all and everything is going to be just fine uh, at the end of the day. But yeah, it's, it's really his only option now, you know, he's exhausted the negotiations. He's exhausted the pup list, the injury thing. Now you got to play. So, um, yeah, I expect him to be out there. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I can piggyback off of that. I think he plays. I think it'll be, you know, something that Colts fans have been waiting on. Uh, I think it's just more of the story from my personal opinion. I do not know sources. I don't know anything. I think it's just basically he just wanted to get paid. Um, so, you know, once he gets that chance to step on the field, we've seen the clip. I think he'll go out there and let the league know that he's still him. Um, and I think it'll be, you know, just something to get the season over with. He goes out there, show uh, NFL execs. He's still healthy. You know, he can go out there, still move, still one of the best running backs in the NFL. And, you know, and then at the end of the season, we'll, we'll go from there. But I think when uh, if he is available and he is healthy enough to go out there and play, I think he will do so. We know uh, Jonathan Taylor's history. We know how good of a guy he was and everything of that nature. I think it just came down to contract situations. but um, And definitely he was hurt. So, you know, I think once he gets that chance and he's available to play, I think he will do that. Um, so, you know, it would be exciting to see. If he don't play, then it is what it is. We got Zach Moss. But I would like to see him uh, just to suit it up one more time, just to go out there and, you know, prove the league that he's still him. Your mic. Can you hear me now? Okay, especially for fantasy owners that have lucked their way into Zach Moss. They're probably hoping that Jonathan Taylor just doesn't want to play again and Zach Moss continues to get the bulk of that uh, running back load. But I I don't know, like you guys, I don't know what the end result of this is going to be. I don't know if it's going to end with everybody else being happy. I certainly hope the worst is already behind us. We've seen the worst of this. We've seen it at its peak, hopefully in this time off that feelings have died down a little bit. They gave each other space. They gave each other time. They'll reconvene possibly Monday or maybe already have. I We do know that Jonathan Taylor hasn't been with the team. He hasn't been at the games and hasn't traveled with the team. So Shane Steichen's been a, a little stern about that, but he's the head coach. He can give the news however he feels right. Whatever he feels the media is, you know, what's the word? Uh, entitled to to knowing so other than that it has been reported that jonathan taylor's trade request still stands as of now again we know the colt's steep price for jonathan taylor it also has been reported falsely that 
not necessarily falsely, but I just don't agree with the national media's narrative of trying to make it seem like the Colts don't value Jonathan Taylor. Like they don't want no, you can, Jonathan Taylor. No, you, you can say falsely because it's false. False. Okay. <laughs> okay. I can, it, confirm, I can 100% confirm that's false. Yeah, that, that that's completely false. And I don't necessarily think you have to be in the know to know that because anybody who knows anything about Colts and who are plugged in, especially you, Landon, y'all have been consistent. Y'all have been consistent with this. The Colts want to give it time. They want to see what everyone looks like in the new scheme. And if everything is going to plan, health, performance, Jonathan Taylor and others will have a big contract waiting for them. It's It has not changed. That story has not changed no, it's one same, bit. No, it's been the same for months. It's It's been the same for months. It's not that they don't want to pay him. They don't want to pay him right now. Mm-hmm. Those are two completely different things. And so this, I don't know, we've talked about it, but yeah, this whole thing, the national media yeah. keeps harping on. It's like, well, the Colts don't want to pay Jonathan Taylor. They don't want to pay. No, that's not, it's never been the case. Uh, it's It's been consistent for months. It was consistent when we talked about it during the summertime. They want to pay Jonathan Taylor. They want Jonathan Taylor to be a cult for his entire career, you know, as long as everything permits that to happen. Um, they love him in the building. Everybody's still a huge fan of JT. They love what he does on the field. They just want to see if he's healthy. They want to see what he looks like in the offense. They want to make sure everything's good to go before they just hand out a multi-million dollar huge deal. And that's all it's been. That's all it's ever been. Yep. That, that there's there's nothing else to it. There's nothing else to add. There's no there's no trying to you know dance around it, sugarcoated or anything. The Colts have been upfront and straight to the point about this whole thing. And I, I'm not necessarily sure where else we can go with it. And there was another point that I had regarding this, and it actually just just left my mind. I ended up having a brain fart here. Um. Dang, man, I, I completely forgot what I was going to say. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, bear with me, everybody, bear with me. If this does end up leading back to Jonathan Taylor coming back, then I think this is just best news for the Colts, especially right now, being 2-1. and one, If they can get to 3-1, and one, hey, maybe we got something, right? Maybe we got something. We are better as a football team with Jonathan Taylor on the field. It's just the way everybody wants to portray it. It's just like, oh, man, you know, the Colts don't want to do this. They don't want to do that. It's an investment. It's a business investment just like you at home. If you had, if you were rich and you had money and a friend of yours who owned a business said, hey, do you want to invest in my company? You want to take a look at the numbers. And if they're not, if the numbers are not good with you and you don't see a way that you're going to get a good return on investment, it's completely normal for you in good faith to say, hey, not right now, but let me see the numbers again in six months. I want to see how you progress, how the business gets better, and then maybe I'll invest. It, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Shout out Shark Tank for teaching me a lot, but it's the same thing, right? So we'll, we'll leave it at that. We'll have more to talk about next week once we know what is actually going on. If he will play, we already know he's probably going to be activated on Monday. And as soon as that can happen is Monday, which we all intend um, anticipate happening. So let's get back to this Sunday's game. One thing from each of us 
the Colts need to do to make sure they walk out of Lucas Oil Stadium with a win. We'll start with Landon, go to me, finish with Marcus. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to harp on it pretty much every single week until it becomes a consistent thing, and that's efficiency on offense. Like, you have to be able to sustain drives. You can't continue to go three and out and hope your defense continues to hold up, especially late into the fourth quarter against a quarterback like Matthew Stafford. You can't give that guy multiple chances to beat you because eventually one of these times he's going to beat you. Um, That's just the name of the game. So, yeah, if they can just stay efficient on third downs, stay efficient in the red zone, put up some points, um, allow their defense to, you know, kind of catch their breath and stuff like that. I think with the way that the trenches are, you know, in this game in the Colts' favor, I think good things will happen. For me, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the red zone success. You get in the red zone. Red zone. You got to get points. Got to get six. Got to. Got to get. Got to improve in that area, which the Colts haven't necessarily struggled. Just when you get there, keep it up. Find success. Don't settle for field goals. Because, like Landon said, if you let a guy like Matthew Stafford hang around and you're just getting field goals and field goals and not converting those drives into touchdowns. Matthew Stafford is going to have no problem. He'll say, okay, you're going to keep me in this ball game. I'll go out there and get a game-winning drive together and walk out of here with the win. You just don't want to do that. So do your part. I'm with Landon on this one. Don't just sit there and rely, okay, we didn't get anything, but defense got us. Defense has got us. Nah, uh uh-uh. I love defense. Love that a good defense resides in Indy, but I don't want our blood pressure up the whole time, all right? We, we don't want their blood pressure up as well. We, we love Zaire Franklin to be breathing right. We want him to be fresh and everything, not over here sweating bullets. So I'm going to go with red zone success for the offense. Um, Mine's is going to be find your identity on offense. Um, Of course, we got the whole scheme with Zach Moss and the run game and everything, but it might be something a little different against Sean McVay and this Rams defense, Um, even though we know they – pretty much our offensive team but it's going to be find your identity we know how what zach boss could do but what can everyone else do against this rams team what about alec pierce Callen granson josh downs could this be josh downs first week to get a touchdown but i think when once you find your identity and you find it early and you stick with it i think that's going to say a lot moving forward in the season and in this game going into the second half so definitely it's going to be find your identity hopefully they can find it early especially with anthony richardson coming back this week that could be a, a good sign moving forward for the Colts, and that could be a good sign of relief for the fans. So definitely it's going to be find your identity on offense for me. All right, guys. Let's get into some predictions now. We're going to go with Marcus, then me. We'll finish off with Landon. Let's go. All right, so... I was happened to be correct last week with the Colts winning the the Ravens game. So uh, kudos to me. Pat South on the back. I'm going to go with another week of Colts victory against uh, a Rams team who's still trying to figure it out. Um, it's unfortunate. They do have a very good offense. I will give them their credit for that once they figure that out. Um, but I think, you know, they had a rough, a rough season so far. So I'm going to give them the tally of 13 points. They're going to have a lot of field goals. This coast defense is screaming right now, and I love it. So I'm going to give them 13. And with Anthony Richardson coming back this week, how good he, 
how unstoppable he was before he went out in that Texans game. I'm going to give the Colts 24 points. It's going to be 24-13 Colts victory, and it's going to be another victory week for me. I'm excited. Okay, 24-13. Okay, L.A. Rams only getting one touchdown. I like it. That says the defense is doing work. I'm a man. I've wrestled with this all day, all week, just trying to pick. Okay, what what Rams team are we gonna get? What Colts team are we gonna get? Still early in the season. Still want to find out who these teams are. And I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with Indy uh, this week. I- I'm gonna roll with them. I like the defense. I like their ability to make plays, get pressure on the quarterback, especially against a roller coaster offense that has definitely been a roller coaster they have good plays then they just have like what are you doing plays that that that's what that offensive line has been i really hope to see a big game from quitty pay and samson ibukam quitty pay has definitely been coming on samson ibukam i last week we talked about it i i think he's a top three addition of, of the offseason for this team obviously with guys like anthony richardson and in them samson ibukam has got to be two or three uh, of this offseason he has been so good i'm gonna go with the colts in this one give me the colts 27 to 23 all right so um when it comes to this season as we know there's always a game that you win that you don't expect to win and there's always a game to lose that you don't expect to lose that's not this week <laughs> I, think, uh, I think the Colts hold the matchup very well in the trenches with this team. And as we know, like wins and losses, they're built in the trenches. That's where everything goes. So um, I'm going to have the Colts, you know, winning this one. Uh, I'm going to have score 26 to 20. The Colts, I'll just be really curious to watch Anthony Richardson and, and see how he's coming back from that concussion. But, um, but yeah, got the Colts taking a W, moving to three and one, three and one on the season. Let's, hey, we all hope that we go three and one here, and then it, it'll be a much more intriguing conversation next week with the Tennessee Titans. Uh, that that matchup is going to be interesting. So, guys, this has been another wonderful edition previewing the Rams game. It's going to be a, a a really solid. Really solid matchup. Even Vegas doesn't even know where to go on this matchup. Right now, if you go look, the line is even. They, they, they don't know who's going to win. They're not They're not going with anybody right now. I'm not sure where else you guys look, but I've, I've looked on ESPN. It's even. Literally says even. So, oh, yeah. See, got, sorry, uh, Colts by one is what I keep seeing. So. Ooh, man, Colts by one. So, hey, maybe Vegas maybe rocking with a little Shane Steichen. Who knows? Colts are two and zero, and Gardner Minshew plays more than a half. So, hey, we'll we'll, we'll continue to look, look look at that a little bit more. Okay, that's not necessarily that's an interesting fact. Okay, it's a fact, but not really a story. So, guys, thank you that that this has been another edition of the Blue Stable Podcast. He is Landon. He is Marcus. I am Michael. If you haven't already, subscribe to the Blue Stable on YouTube and follow us wherever you get your favorite podcast. Make sure to catch us on Instagram and the X app. All right, follow us there at the blue stable we'll see you guys on sunday talking about what we hope is a win for the indianapolis colton anthony richardson's return see ya
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.